Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted a ripping imprint of boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard I'm Ryan Gable, your host. 
And you are listening to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on The Fringe FM. The network website is thefringe.fm. That's thefringe.fm. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. And if you'd like to contact the show, you can do that by emailing rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Or find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. We did not do a show last night because I was spending some time with my son Fox. We went to the store last night. About 5 o'clock p.m. We're driving back from the store. He's in the back. He started to doze off a little bit. I turned on some classical music. And I know the classical music station. I know the 91.5 FM for Rochester, New York. We get it out here in Bloomfield. So I turned that on on occasion. We actually drove out to Canandaigua, where the Canandaigua Lake is. It's a beautiful area. Nothing like the cities that are under a state of siege. So we drove out to Canandaigua. We go out to a Wegmans in Canandaigua, and we're driving back. It's kind of foggy and rainy. He's kind of dozing off in the back, and I thought some classical music would be really nice right now. So I, I flip on 91.5 classical music, and I know that I hate, deep down, I hate this radio station because it's not just a classical music station. It's NPR. All right, so... I can't stand NPR. Never could stand NPR, even when I was kind of someone who might be able to stand NPR. I just can't stand NPR. I mean, there are other public radio stations, but NPR, it's just, it's so, I can feel the pretentiousness coming through the, 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 the signal. I can like, I can feel the frequency of how pretentious and uptight it is. And, you know, they have the NPR news And you know how NPR does radio, too? It's like, this is NPR. That was Ralph Zamoto with Harmony X in Z-flat. Come downtown this Saturday for a concert, and then it just goes on and on. You know, I'm just, I'm pulling my hair, and I can't listen to it. It's, It's unlistenable radio. All right, it's really unlistenable radio. It's horrible. If you like NPR, please tell me why. rdgable at yahoo.com. It's horrible. So I'm listening to this, and I, I was just leaving it on because I thought, okay, they're going to come back with some music. So they come back with some music. They start playing this song. And I, I, I like it. I like almost all classical music. There might be one or two songs here or there that I, I'm not particularly a fan of, but I just listen to it. I don't, I don't really know anything about music. I couldn't really tell you anything about music. But I'm listening to it, and then it's over. Song winds down. And you know, when you start, you driving, you start driving, you kind of get lost in the drive. You know, it's a little foggy outside, a little rainy, music in the background. I'm thinking of my son in the back seat. He's falling asleep. And then they come back and the music's done playing. And, and all I hear is, all I hear is this. It kind of like, it just kind of fades in as I realize what I'm listening to and what they're saying. And it fades in. And I don't remember the name of the person who, was conducting the song, conducting the music, but it came in something like this. It was like, 
I'm going to laugh. I can't do the MP, I can't do the NPR thing. It was something like this. This is NPR. That was Vladimir Sheznikov with the USSR National Orchestra. Let's hear another one from Vladimir. Dun, 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 then it starts playing again. And I sat there in my seat, really had to focus on not wrecking the car. And I played that in my head again. This is NPR. And that was Vladimir, you know, something, Smirnov. With the USSR National Orchestra. At least, I know they said USSR. I don't know if it was orchestra, but I'm pretty sure they said orchestra. And I was, I was pretty dumbfounded by that. And I, was, I started to think, is that a normal thing? Do they always play Soviet anthems on, on public radio? Is that, a, is that a normal thing that happens? Did I just miss that? You know, I've been listening to, even though I hate NPR, it's the only classical music station, so it's like I've been listening to it for some time. But I, I, I just never realized. That. So they're anyway, they're playing the USSR orchestra. It wasn't the theme, but they were playing the uh, they were playing the orchestra, and I have no idea what song it was. But they were playing the national anthem of the uh, national orchestra of the USSR. It did not sound like this. This is NPR, the national anthem of the USSR. Long live the revolution. We'll be right back on NPR on 91.5 FM. We love Mao. I mean, this is what they probably are thinking in their head. Great revolutionaries fighting the good fight. They love Chairman Mao, even though he's dead. They love Stalin. It wasn't like this, but I imagine this is what... They probably couldn't play the actual national anthem on the air. There has to be some legal thing there. But just imagine if I was to play like... And I don't think you can find it on YouTube. If I was to play like the national anthem of Nazi Germany. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You'd have the Anti-Defamation League. You'd have the... There's big Jewish centers here, as there are anywhere in the world. Big Jewish centers, Rod Jahim, something downtown Rochester, you know, big Hebrew letters on the side of the building. They'd have armies of, you know, armies of Hasidic Jews marching to the radio station demanding that it's taken off the air. But no, you can play, you can play this though. This is perfectly acceptable to play on the radio. This is NPR, the national anthem of the USSR. This is going out to all of our brothers and comrades downtown Rochester tonight, downtown any city in the United States, fighting the good fight, the revolution to exterminate class warfare, or really to initiate class warfare, but to eliminate the class struggle. Long live the revolution. Long live Mao. Long live Stalin. Long live George Soros. Like, these people think that they're heroes, okay, at the end of the day. They think that they're heroes because maybe it was just some guy on NPR and he just pu- he just pushes this, like, he's not really supposed to play it, but he can get away with it because it's not, you know, obvious what it is. Or who knows, maybe NPR sanctions it. I don't know. But I can tell you this. 
<laughs> I sat there and I was kind of dumbfounded and I thought, you know, this is being played on public radio and it's being played on the 10th of September, 2020. And anyone who has a moderate level of historical knowledge can understand that uh, that should be a problem, you know. Now, I'm not in favor of censorship. I mean, if you want to play the USSR National Anthem, play it. You want to play whatever you want to play, play it, you know. The FCC has their guidelines for certain things, but if you want to play it, I, what, what does it matter to me? I'm not in favor of censorship, but it's just kind of uh, maybe a little bit disrespectful. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? rdgable at yahoo.com. I'm thinking of that. I'm thinking today's September 10th, okay? And this is 2020. Today, so you're not confused, this was yesterday the 10th, but today obviously is September 11th, unless you're listening around the world somewhere and it's September 12th, Friday the 11th of September 2020. And I'm sure that no matter where you live, you remember the morning of September 11th, 2020. One, where you were, what you were doing. I'll give you an idea of how old I am. I was in fifth grade. We were in a uh, chapel that morning. Really, it was just the gymnasium. And our teacher, we had a teacher named Mr. Smith, and his mom actually lived in New York City. And uh, he got a call from his mom he comes in and told some of the other people in the in the chapel. And so they kind of uh, quickly evacuated us out of the chapel back to the classrooms because nobody knew what was going on. We get back to the classroom and we're sitting there and he, he gets on the phone with his mom again. I mean, I, I vividly remember this. I, I vividly remember this. I'm sure most of you do. It was very traumatizing, of course. I also do have a, I, I think I have a pretty good memory, but this was amplified. This is amplified. And we're sitting there He's talking to his mom, and you know I don't remember really much of what happened or the context, but I remember that the classroom next to ours was an art room, and they took us into the art room, our class, and a few others, and you know in that little area of the building, because we we had three fifth grade classes, and we would rotate between the three classes that uh, they was supposed to prepare us for high school or something. So we had like one was a history class, one was a math class, one was like a science class. And then, then the teacher would also teach the rest of the class everything else. So we would rotate. So the, our fifth grade class, we got brought into the art room. And they wheeled the TV in. And you see the plane hitting the building over and over again. I, I only remember seeing it one time. I mean, I, I had no clue what was happening, what was going on. And that was 20 years ago. Almost exactly uh, 20 years ago. 19 years. 2020. It's within that. 20-year time frame, though. What time frame am I talking about? Well, I'm thinking about the time frame given by Yuri Bezmanov or Bezmanov. Yuri Bezmanov, former KGB, worked in the USSR. You know this USSR. This is NPR, the USSR national anthem. This one goes out to all the comrades pursuing the revolution tonight and 
defunding the police and long live Russia long live Mao long live Stalin long live Lenin long live Marx the profoundly disgusting racist Karl Marx as he was but you know Yuri Bezmenov he he gave an interview many many years ago and he talked about the four stages of societal, cultural, and in terms of an individual country, destruction, demoralization, destabilization, crisis, and then the final stage was the normalization of the change in what was normal before. Now you remember since the beginning of this year, all the things that have happened from distancing to now robots that are enforcing distancing, drones, masks, vaccines, all the different identification cards and all kinds of stuff that's happening. You know, we, we've been told over and over again, what is it? It's just a new normal. It's just how it is, right? Normalization. And this process can be quick or it can be slow. And it doesn't have to be used by KGB officers, it doesn't have to be used by communists, it's used by, and there are many other tactics and techniques, but this is just one in particular that we could address. It's been used since the beginning of this year. People have been demoralized, they've been separated and de-socialized. They've been made more dependent, perhaps, than ever on government assistance. This has led to a destabilization of many countries and the global economy. It has led to a crisis. And we are proceeding through the period of normalization where it's becoming normal. Now, everybody knows that. Everybody accepts that. And if you don't know that, if you don't accept that, if it's not normal to you, what happens is you become obsolete. You become one of those obsolete workers. The state has no need for you. You are obsolete, Mr. Wordsworth, right? Well, this could also be said about the time period, the time frame between September 11th, 2001 and September 11th, 2020. It's within that 20-year window. And that 20-year window is important because Yuri Bezmenov said that as the Soviets perfected this process of demoralization, destabilization, crisis, and normalization, which is a Soviet propaganda term, normalizing, to normalize, a new normal, it takes about 20 years to carry out the first phase of this process. It takes about 20 years to carry out the first phase of this process. Let me play you the Yuri Bezmenov clip, edited down, shrunk to the important parts. This is actually from a video game, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Know Your History, the video is titled featuring Yuri Bezmenov. This came out in August of 2020. I don't play Call of Duty anymore, but I uh, 
I'm guessing this is a new Call of Duty game, but this is from the original interview edited for this video game. Here it is. Yuri Bezmanov explains it all. The 20-year time frame, demoralization, destabilization, crisis, and normalization. And you can think of that applying to the last nine months of this year, up to today, 9-11-2020, or back to 9-11-2001, and what's happened as a result of that morning and the collapsing or the disappearing of the Twin Towers and the significance of that should not be overlooked to even a moderate occultist, as we'll talk about tonight, the representation of the pillars by that of strength and beauty, philosophy, and science. And of course, the Masonic pillars, Boaz and Jakin. This is Yuri Bezmanov. KGB defector. Understand what's going on around you. You are in a state of war. And you have precious little time to save yourself. It's a slow process, which we call active measures. The first stage being demoralization from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis with a violent change of power, structure, and economy. Period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all the schmucks to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C. We will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. Demoralization. Destabilization. Crisis. Violent overthrow of government, the cultural revolution, cultural Marxism, and a period of normalization. From September 11th, 2001 until September 11th, 2020, a 20-year period which has taken us through this cycle. The active measures where the United States of America as a country has been bled dry of wealth, a great deal, a number of resources, military power and strength. A lot of that was intentionally done under the Obama administration. And as it proceeds, our economy, our social structure, our culture has become more and more destabilized to the point where a crisis is now erupting in a violent manner all across the country in major cities from Oregon and California to New York and Florida. Some places it's less violent, less severe. Other places it's more violent, more severe. And this is slowly increasing in speed and rapidly becoming a normal thing now. 
Social distancing is normal. Masks are normal. It's all become normal in the same way that violence in the streets, in the same way that racially motivated, truly racially motivated violence on levels that we've not seen in a very, very long time, maybe in over a century, at least back to the early 20th century with the reemergence of the Ku Klux Klan and Woodrow Wilson, strongly motivated racial biases, racial attacks, but only conducted by a very small number of people, people that are involved in groups that admittedly are Marxist organizations like Black Lives Matter, that act like Maoist youth brigades, that act like Red Guards pillaging, killing, and destroying anything and everything, whether it's a statue or it's a building, anything that is reminiscent of the old world, the capitalist world, the nationalist world, anything that is individual, anything that is unique, anything that is worth something, destroyed and replaced by a one-size-fits-all system controlled from the top down by a bunch of people who think that they're heroes and that they are revolutionaries, that they are fighting against the man, when in fact they are fighting for the man, the big man, against the common man and the common woman who find themselves subject to this terrorism, but are too demoralized and society too destabilized to either recognize it and do something about it or to have the courage or the the power, the influence to do something about it even if they know that there's something wrong because they're too afraid of being labeled this or too afraid to be labeled that. We're just afraid, terrified. That's not what it's not what being a human's all about. That's the attitude of someone who is subjugated, someone who is a slave, someone who doesn't know who they are. And that's a result of demoralization. So you put all this together and you see this process carried out in full into 2020. And you see how it applies even in the last nine months up to September 11th, 2020, going back about 19 years, almost 20 years to 2001, September 11th, when it all came crashing down in a cloud and a volcanic explosion of powder Reminiscent of more than just a controlled demolition, perhaps something that was a directed energy weapon. That's something else we could discuss. Collapsing like the tower in the tarot deck. What those towers represented. Strength and beauty. Logic and reason. Boaz and Jackin. It represents the structural support. of human civilization, society, and culture. When those towers came down, everything else came down with them. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us.
This is Richard Gage, AIA, from AE911 Truth. Our website is ae911truth.org, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself. Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings t-shirts are now available through TeePublic and the show website at thesecretteachings.info. Whatever your color or size, check out the full selection on our website. Shirt designs include the Secret Teachings logo, our Occult Arcana shirt, the infamous Mothman, and of course the Blue Chicken Avian shirts, among others like the Paranormal Desert shirt. Check them out on TeePublic by searching for The Secret Teachings or simply visit thesecretteachings.info and select the merchandise option at the top of the page. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. 
truth is out there. There's something out here. And so are we. KTOK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, and you are listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Hi, this is Richard Grove from TragedyAndHope.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I guess they're only secrets until Ryan teaches you about them. I'm Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. I think perception is funny. It's how we see the world. It's how we categorize things. You know, if you're just tuning into this show for the first time and you hear me mention the Bible, you might think, oh, this guy's a Christian. He references the Bible. And if you're a Christian, you might think, well, let me stay around and listen to this. Others might think, oh, this guy's a Christian. Why, why are you going to mention the Bible? Come on, you're going to Bible thump now? What do they call them? Thumpers? Bumpers? Something like that? This is one of my favorite bumpers, though. That's a lot better than the USSR choir that I heard, or orchestra, whatever the hell it was, playing on NPR last night. But 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians in the Bible. You have a Bible, you could break it out, look up 1 Corinthians 6. 19 through 20. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20 in the Bible preserves a very divine and everlasting truth that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Our emotions are the seat of the soul. The physical body can be extended beyond this to the external world around where we find the manifestations of human intellect and achievement and culture and the whole of a people working and living together in what we call a society. This culture and social system itself is a temple comprised of solid bricks made of each individual within the collective. And as the social temple is built with these bricks of individuals, as to are the bodily temples, with each progressive achievement a brick in the bodily temple construction. 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20 says, Do you know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Now, there are many interpretations of this that could be had, but just on the theme of your body being a temple. I used to joke about this, especially when there was that whole debacle at Chick-fil-A. Remember that whole thing at Chick-fil-A where they were like, man, we don't want we don't want homos coming here and buying chicken. <laughs> Remember that? Well, they don't they don't like homos at, at Chick-fil-A. You know, if you're a homo and you want chicken, you gotta go to Popeyes or you gotta go to KFC. You can't go to Chick-fil-A to get chicken if you're if you like butt sex. Um if you're two guys. You know, or if you're two women, if you like scissoring, you can't you know, you can't you can't go to Chick-fil-A. They just they won't have it there, okay? And for the record, I think Chick-fil-A is one of the most disgusting establishments 
not because of the gay thing, but just because it's gross. When I used to eat that stuff, it tasted like soap. I don't know if they didn't they didn't thoroughly spray down the equipment or something. I don't know. It always tasted like soap when I ate that. Last time I actually ate Chick-fil-A, I think, was in fifth grade. Around the time of 9-11, when I got ushered off to the art room and we watched what was happening on TV. But anyway, back to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, you know, they had that whole thing about gay people. And all these Christians, you know, come in, they line up around the Chick-fil-A. And they're like, we're going to support you because you don't like gay people. I thought that was kind of weird because you had a bunch of Christians who were supposed to be kind of like accepting, but I guess only of certain things. They don't like gay people, but then they go to Chick-fil-A and they they destroy their temples, their body. So I used to joke about it. I used to, I said it one time on air, someone got really mad at me. I said, you know, if you're a Christian, aren't you supposed to like respect your body? Why are you going to Chick-fil-A? That's disgusting. Why are you going to Chick-fil-A and eating? You're not respecting that bodily temple that God gave you, are you? Ooh, boy, that pissed off some Christians. That's okay, though. It's all right. We have a lot of Christian listeners who don't get pissed off by things like that. It really wasn't a joke. I was being serious. If you want to take care of your bodies and honor your body, you know, as the vessel of the Holy Spirit, then why are you eating at Chick-fil-A, you know? Or why are you, why are you eating at any fast food restaurant, for that matter? Um... Obviously, that offended some people. But in, in all seriousness, your body is a temple, right? That's that's the idea anyway. And then you can expand that beyond the body to society and culture as a whole. In fact, I think there's a great misunderstanding. I mean, there are multiple levels of meaning, but I think there's a great misunderstanding about the back of the $1 bill. The back of the $1 bill, you know, it has the unfinished pyramid on it, and it's the root of endless theories, conspiracy theories, Illuminati theories, Masonic theories. I mean, obviously, it's very Masonic in nature, but all those symbols are also not just Masonic symbols. You know, the pyramid isn't a Masonic symbol. It is, but it's not solely a Masonic symbol. So you have the pyramid there, you count the bricks in the pyramid, and then it's unfinished, right? And you have the eye of providence at the top watching everything you do. Kind of like Santa Claus, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Well, God does too. Because God is basically like Santa Claus in that way. And so you're, you're, you're looking at this. You're watching these you know, TV shows where they explain all the symbolism. But the one thing they never really explain in any of those TV shows, you have to go to a book to get it, is that the pyramid itself represents... The unfinished society, the construction of a more perfect, a more better society, one in which is never truly completed, but one in which we are always collectively working towards something better, but not collectively in a hive mind, collectively as individuals. That's why it's not a solid pyramid. That's why it's comprised of bricks. Each brick is an individual in society who is working to the betterment of society as a whole. And I think that's a universal intuitive truth that many political theories kind of hijack because I know that there are a lot of Marxists and communists in particular or any any political theory that is, as most uh, authoritarian ones are, predicated on a collective hive of individuals who simply respond to the emotions or to the dictates of the herd of authority 
but particularly in communism and Marxism, well, let's do what's best for the community as a whole. Which is funny because that that really is what capitalism is, not not predatory capitalism. But I don't really want to talk about the political theories. My, My point is each individual brick represents each individual who is doing something to better society, move us forward in a truly progressive and beneficial manner. Not beneficial to a select few, but beneficial generally to all. And that's what the pyramid that is unfinished represents, the work that has yet to be completed on the road to the completion of that societal temple. But when you reduce that macrocosm into the microcosm of the body, 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20, the body is a vessel for the Holy Spirit, the body is a temple, All of your bodies are temples. And so how we construct ourselves, how we conduct ourselves, how we interact, how we learn, how we progress, how we grow, if we are doing things to better ourselves, if we are doing things to create and to build in the name of God, which is light and love, creation, as opposed to darkness and hatred and destruction, if we work with the forces of good to build and to construct, each of our actions is a quality or a subpar brick in the construction of the individual temple. And each individual brick, each individual decision and accomplishment builds the individual temple, which is still unfinished, And we have our lifetime to complete as much of the temple as possible. And then our individual temples, our individual bricks, in the larger macrocosm, societal, cultural pyramid that, again, remains unfinished because we're always individually and always collectively working towards the betterment of ourself and of the collective. I hope that makes sense. But when you tear down the pyramid, when you tear down the bodily pyramid, when you tear down the societal pyramid, when you tear down anything, a lot of people refer to this as the ordo that comes out of chaos, right? The order ab chaos. Order ab chaos, order out of chaos. And all things are order and chaos. The yin-yang is order and chaos. One is white with a black dot of chaos, one is black with a white dot of order. Male and female, masculine and feminine energies, not of the man with the penis and the woman with the vagina, but male and female, masculine and feminine. Men have feminine qualities, women have masculine qualities, unless you are that woman from MSNBC, and then you're predominantly masculine. That's a separate story. Uh, what do they call her? Mandark, Mandark, Mandark from Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> so you have masculine, you have feminine qualities, okay? I think all of you are very aware of this. You know the yin and yang, the black with the white and the white with the black. This is the, the duality of all things, the duality of nature. It is the magician or the alchemist's responsibility to bring 
those two opposing forces together in unification. It's one of my favorite symbols, actually, if you look up the Grand Alchemical Rosicrucian Formula. That is the picture that is on the front of a lot of the books published by Manley Palmer Hall, The Secret Teachings of All Ages, for which this show is named The Secret Teachings, after The Secret Teachings of All Ages. And for for years, I actually used that alchemical formula as our show promo until we got some artwork and whatnot done. But we still we still use it once in a while. I still have it on the website. I use it for promotions. But you'll see the magician down at the bottom. And there are different versions of it, but you see the magician at the bottom holding these two objects to cut the two worlds together, darkness and light. And I, I believe... I think they all have the same imagery that he's wearing the, or she, the magician, is wearing the uh, the cloak with the stars on it. And you can see all of the the key magical alchemical symbols in that image. It's a really beautiful image. It has uh, so much, so much symbolism. There's so much power in that image. I took. Uh, Interesting little detail. When I wrote my book, Occult Arcana, it's on the website at thesecretteachings.info. It's a massive book, over 500 pages. It's like a ream of computer paper. It didn't take me long to write it. It's taken months and months and months when I do updates you know, to it, but it didn't take me long to write it. The one thing that took me the longest was I spent a whole day reading and reading and reading and reading about the grand alchemical Rosicrucian formula. Over and over again, I read it and read it and read it. I was reading Manly Hall. I was reading stuff online. I was reading other books, looking up individual symbols. And I condensed in an overview for my book all this material. I think I had to shrink it a size uh, smaller than the typical font of the book. So the tip, I think the font is like 11, but I had to shrink this to 10 because I wanted it all in one page. So when you open it up in the book, you see the the image on the left, high-quality image, whole page, and then on the right is a description of everything in that image. It's beautiful. And it shows you the chaos and the order, the order and the chaos, the order out of chaos, the chaos out of order. So it is true that there is order that comes out of chaos, it's likewise true that there is chaos that comes out of order. But in the same way, like when you have masculinity and femininity, we're not talking about you as a man or you as a woman. We're talking about energies that as a man, you have feminine qualities and as a woman, you have masculine qualities. So in the same way, we're talking about order and chaos. We're not talking about order like you organize you know, your papers on your desk and your laundry's all over the floor, though, and that's chaos. I mean, in a sense, yes, male, female, female, male, masculine, feminine, feminine, masculine. One's order, one's chaos, but it's not the same kind of chaos and order because chaos and order ultimately work together, just like men and women traditionally work together to build a family and to build something together. There's a connection there that you don't get typically with, you know, the same sex. It's a different kind of love and a different type of connection. And that creates balance, 
unification, etc., of the same, of the like. But if you create chaos in an unbalanced way, where there is no order, and the intention is to create more chaos, then you've created a downward slope where there is no end except a bottomless, dark, cold pit that takes you right into hell. Now, esoterically speaking, speaking in occult terms, if you will, this is what the collapsing, and I'm going to choose my words carefully, the collapsing, the disintegration, the powderification, the demolition and words of like manner, of like nature, of the Twin Towers represents. One tower is Boaz, one tower is Jachin. Some people might pronounce it Jachin. Boaz and Jachin. And those two towers, just like the yin and the yang, one is order with a hint of chaos, one is chaos with a hint of order. That doesn't mean the towers were built as, oh, they're literal biblical towers. No, this is what they represent archetypically. So these pillars, as a result of their symbolic archetypical nature, are invariably known as beauty and strength. Or in the Baconian study, science, and philosophy, which if you look at the front of my book, Occult Arcana, you'll see that the pillars Boaz and Jachin or Jachin are on top of piles of books in a Baconian manner, and the books have written on them science and philosophy, or beauty and strength. The towers are symbolic of the pillars of Solomon's temple, in representing science and philosophy, beauty and strength, they also represent the sun and the moon. If you've ever been in a Masonic Lodge, you are a Mason. Maybe you're in a different, similar kind of order. If you've seen you know, dep- depictions of Masonic pillars, you usually see the moon and the sun. The moon and the sun, the active and passive principles, fire and water, the black moon and the white moon even, of Chesed and Geberah, the philosophical doctrines of Francis Bacon, which are inscribed on the symbolic title page of his Insauratio Magna. And you could continue on making comparisons over and over and over and over again. But for sake of this conversation, keep in mind that the two towers archetypically, symbolically represent beauty and strength, philosophy and science, and so on and so forth, the sun and the moon, the active and passive principles. But they also may represent logic and reason. Not because logic and reason are opposing forces, but because, for sake of our analysis tonight, logic and reason are two things that have been obliterated and were 
trucked off with the rubble of the Twin Towers. Logic and reason. There is no more logic and reason in the United States of America. There's very little, if there is any significant amount that remains. When those towers were brought down by whatever means, planes, jet fuel, directed energy weapons, as Dr. Judy Wood talks about, or a demolition, as Richard Gage talks about. We've had him on the show probably a dozen times. I haven't talked to him for a couple of years now, though. But there's a bunch of Richard Gage interviews in our archive at thesecretteachings.info. Regardless of how those towers came down, with them as our typical symbols in the Big Apple, New York City, in the United States, right there with the Statue of Liberty, Lady Liberty. Remember they told us in the news and the President Bush, they all told us that the terrorists hated your freedom and that the terrorists wanted to destroy your liberty and wanted to take your rights away and all that. Well, they were right about one thing. Somebody did hate your freedom, as an American at least, and then they did hate your freedom whatever kind of freedom you might have around the world. They, they don't like your liberty. They don't like your freedom, your ability to move and associate and not be fully controlled. And those, those are all true statements, but it's not who you think it is that actually hates those things and finds them reprehensible. The ones that find them reprehensible were the ones that carried out these atrocious acts that brought down those towers, that not just brought down some symbol of Western economic financial status. That's kind of what it was implied. Like, well, these were this is the World Trade Center. This there's a lot of money and business being conducted there. That's what it represented. Well, if they were trying to destroy an image of freedom, why not blow up the Statue of Liberty? Why not blow up some other American symbol statue? I mean, they have no trouble, no issue tearing down statues today. Why the World Trade Center? Well, because the United States as a country, as a beacon of freedom and hope for a lot of people around the world, a shining example of, at least through much of our history, of what hard work and dedication will get you and an adherence to family and God and things like this. These are very, very dangerous, dangerous ideas to the lords of chaos, to those who worship destruction and evil and do not like any form of order, even if it balances out the chaos. So they had to do something terrible, something horrible, something beyond reprehensible, beyond abhorrent, something that is, to this day, 20 years later, almost 20 years later to be technically correct, 19 years, they had to do something that you'd never forget, that would stick traumatically in the minds of all those, even someone in fifth grade like me. Remembering it so vividly to this day. I might not have the same traumatic response that a lot of people do today, but I was well invested in the subject at the time, and I would go out and hand out flyers and DVDs in like 2009, 2010, because at that time, it wasn't even a decade yet. It was still a very, very well-talked-about subject, and now it's kind of forgotten to history, but 
Everybody kind of knows it. It's that traumatic day, September 11th, but they might not understand the significance of it because those towers coming down didn't just signify some symbolic collapse of Western economies or some symbolic collapse of Western decadence. It represented the destruction of the sun and the moon. It represented the destruction of order and chaos unified to create balance. It tilted the scale into the chaotic. It tilted the scale into the obscene, into the darkness, into the pit. It destroyed strength and beauty. It destroyed logic and reason. It demoralized us, remains a profound event in world history that has destabilized the globe. The United States of America since then led to untold crises and, of course, periods of normalization. And as we proceed into the 2020s, new forms of crisis are created. Extensions of past crises further demoralization, further destabilization, further crisis, further chaos, but no order, no strength, no beauty, no reason, no logic, emotional, hysterical, hive mind reactions that lead us into that pit that was left at the World Trade Center complex that morning in 2001. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings rdgable at yahoo.com is the email www.thesecretteachings.info is the website you can subscribe there to the archive you get access to everything whether it's a monthly subscription or a yearly subscription just go to the website click donate or subscribe at the top of the page subscribe today you'll also get access with your subscription to all of my books in digital form there's a link for that on the website for subscribers and our montage archive. It's all right there at www.thesecretteachings.info. Don't go anywhere more after this, right here on The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. 
Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, mythology to alchemy, check out Ryan Gable's book, Occult Arcana, with hundreds of beautiful images. If you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic packs made in the entertainment industry, check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. And if you want a practical look at food, lifestyle, and ingredients, even those in your pet food. With free solutions to better health, check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and order yours today. It supports The Secret Teachings, you, and The Fringe FM. We've heard your feedback loud and clear. You called it out, and now we're answering. All new live programming, five nights a week. Always remember, The Fringe FM is for you, the listener. And we appreciate your feedback. Keep the feedback coming. You can email us at talkback at thefringe.fm, call the station at 501-777-5631, or send us a message on Facebook at The Fringe FM. You tune into this show at your own risk because it leads to a state of mind, not a perception it will be, but one that is. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. The analysis offered on this show is objective, removed from the emotional hysteria of the hive mind collective mob of coercive persuasion, the polar divisions in politics and religion, and those that exist in the paranormal, occult, and even in health. By simple observation and common sense, one may decipher the news speak doublespeak, and propaganda of ideological collectives intent on persuading the individual to abandon liberty through coercion and fear. On this show, we will speak to your heart and soul, opening a channel to spirit. And when you tune into this frequency, you are hearing The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on The Fringe FM, with a full archive at thesecretteachings.info. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present, and future all co coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true re reflection is only revealed once the screen goes.
Dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. You are listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, where you can catch the secret teachings with Ryan Gable five nights a week after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop. This is Richard Gage, AIA, from AE911 Truth. Our website is ae911truth.org, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, this is John Perkins. I'm the author of The New Confessions of an Economic Hitman, as well as a number of other books. My website is johnperkins.org, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The first witnesses said this first plane looked like a commercial jetliner. Shortly afterward, another plane hit the other tower, causing another massive explosion. That was apparently a smaller plane. Debris from the explosions rained down onto neighboring streets, just as many people were heading to work. There's no word on whether the crashes might have been some sort of act of terrorism, but the FBI is investigating that possibility. Good evening. Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world. The United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden, the leader of Al-Qaeda. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. A lot of uh, uncertainty right now as to what is happening. You can see there are choppers. I believe that could be a police helicopter that is... Oh! Wow. We just saw... Oh my goodness. Another, another live picture right now. Oh my goodness. Of... What I believe was a plane that just hit another plane. This tower does not two. look like an accident or any kind at this point. Oh. oh my goodness, there's another this one. This seems to be on purpose. That would definitely look like it was on purpose. You hate to say the words, but what comes to mind right now, terrorist attack. That is what it looks like at this point. I think we have a terrorist attack of proportions that we cannot begin to imagine at this juncture. We quickly learned that the 9-11 attacks were carried out by Al-Qaeda. Are we ever, ever going to find that uh, Yeah, of course. He, he is representative of, uh, of networks of people who, are, who absolutely have made the, their, their cause to defeat the freedoms that we, we take, that, that we understand. And we will not allow him to do so. Are we ever, ever going to find that uh, We got a lot of people looking for him. A lot of assets out there. We can't run forever. The largest intelligence apparatus in the world with the biggest budget in the history of the world has been looking for Osama and they can't find him some doofus jerk off reporter with a camera crew right into I'm Ryan Gable and this is the secret teachings on the fringe FM this was the first ever montage I played Back in the day, 91.5 FM WPRK in Orlando, Winter Park, Florida. I always get cold chills when I hear, when I hear Bill Cooper talk about this when he says, if he's an enemy of Israel and the Mossad can't find him, and he is serving them well. And this thing is the biggest joke you ever heard of in your life. And I'm telling you, be prepared. People are so For a major attack. Bombarded with messages that Osama bin Laden is planning to attack the United States of America and Israel. 
So I, I don't know where he is. Nor do, you know, I just don't spend that much time on it, really, to be honest with you. I, I'm more worried about making sure that our soldiers... Are That's pure alive. Bush propaganda. I don't really care about the, the mission. I just want to get those soldiers prepped. The enemy of Israel and the Mossad can't find him. This thing is the biggest joke that you ever heard of in your life. And I'm telling you, be prepared for a major attack. Yeah. We just saw on live television as a second plane flew into the second tower of the World Trade Center. But it won't be Osama bin Laden. It will be those behind the New World Order who once again want to take the guns and the freedom away from the American people because we're the only ones left in the world who can oppose the destruction of freedom in the world and then the implementation of a one-world totalitarian socialist government, and that is the goal. And whatever is going to happen, if they're going to blame an assault... Don't you even believe it. Yes, we can. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings. The minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world and especially the United States. To bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. We have before us the opportunity to forge no new taxes for future generations. A new world order. I wonder what Osama bin Laden's targets are supposed to be. And if they don't, you know, if this doesn't materialize in the next two or three weeks, it will eventually materialize because they haven't succeeded in getting the guns out of the hands of the American people, nor have they succeeded in taking our freedoms away. In fact, there's been a great awakening in this country and a, and a big backlash against these Marxist, communist, cute-faced, lying, subversive, Nazi, jackbooted, Gestapo thugs. That right there, that right there. Lying Nazi jackbooted Gestapo thugs, puke face Gestapo thugs, and regain the sympathy of the mass herds of sheeple out there. Thank you, Satan. Again, 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 I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. That was a 9-11 filler. That was the name of it, a 9-11 filler that a good friend of mine made about 10 years ago. When I first began radio, he had made that, played it on his radio show. It was called, I think it was called Wired Radio. He did a lot of different radio shows, but he was a DJ. And uh, he would come on before me in the morning. I came on at 6 a.m. He'd be on at like 4 a.m. at the college radio station. And I'd come in early and we'd talk and have our little conversations about conspiracies and things like that. And he gave me that and a bunch of audio at the time. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was I was 19 years old. I was just out of high school, into my film school days, just a couple of them. There, were, there weren't many, just a couple of years. I did graduate, though. He gave me that montage to play, and I've played that every single year since 2010. So it's been 10 years, every year since 2010. And in fact, the first day I ever spent uh, a minute on radio was October 3rd of 2009. And it wasn't until much later, of course, that I kind of became a little bit more aware of what the hell it was that I was doing on radio. And then I created my own brand, if you will. And what my brand is, you might say it's the secret teaching. Sometimes people get that confused. They're like, this guy used to complain all the time. He used to say, well, if these if these teachings are so secret, how do you know them? And I'd be like, chill out, man. It's just it's the name of a book. 
by Manly Palmer Hall, and I just named the show after it because I like I like <laughs> like the name of the book. It, it, it's not a conspiracy, okay? I'm not giving away classified information. It's just it's the name of a radio show. Actually, I think the only thing funnier than that that I've heard about the name of a show was uh, was actually Joe Roop here in Light in the Void. He had his intro where it said this message or this yeah, this message is brought to you by the Department of Defense. And some guy got all over Joe on social media. I think he he said it to me first, but then he brought Joe into the conversation and he said something like, "He's like you guys are you guys are working for." He said we were I was working for the FBI, and he said Joe's working for you know the Department of Defense. And I said, "Where are you getting that information from?" He's like, "He's like man, I'm telling you, man, he's working for the man." Just look, look at, listen to his introduction. Look at that introduction. It says this message is being brought to you by the Department of Defense. I said, dude, that is called a montage. <laughs> this guy thought he was, he thought Joe, poor Joe, he thought Joe was working for the Department of Defense. I mean, if he was working for the Department of Defense, it'd be probably a lot easier because you get paid a lot more. And if I, if I was working for the FBI, I'd probably get paid a lot more, but. I don't know. People have accused me of a lot of things over the years. They used to accuse me of being a, uh, I thought it was an accusation, but they used to accuse me of being, they used to call me Little Alex Jones. But see, my brand of radio isn't Alex Jones. My brand of radio is unique to me. And here's what I do on radio. I could sit here and I could, I could tell you a personal story about 9-11. I could entirely avoid tonight's show and do something that is the opposite of what a lot of radio hosts will be talking about tonight, but I decided, no, let's not do that. Could have had Richard Gage on again. Decided not to do that. I thought, the last couple of years I've talked about the esotericism of 9-11. The symbology, the archetypes, what it means, what it means, what it represents, the power behind it. And it really breaks down in a very simple way between what the pillars, the Twin Towers, the North and the South Tower, represent. In masonry, they represent Boaz and Jachin. They may also be referred to, although they are opposites in the sun and the moon, they may also be referred to as beauty and strength, science and philosophy, or logic and reason. They represent the contrast between two extremes that must work together in order to maintain the structural integrity of the temple. In my book, Occult Arcana, I don't talk about 9-11, but I break all of this down. This paragraph here I'm going to read you is from my book, Occult Arcana. It's a massive book. It's on the website at thesecretteachings.info. And the book, Occult Arcana, is the Secret Teachings brand. All the authors, all the books I've read, all the research I've done, all the people I've interviewed, all the radio I've done, that book is really what my mind sees. And that's how I feel. That's like how I think. You know, we dream in symbols because that's how the subconscious communicates. And I kind of walk around subconsciously a lot. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not always there. I'm not always aware because I'm, I'm kind of just looking at things symbolically, not because I'm trying to, you know, change the world. I just, I see things because they're interesting. Like I surround myself in the studio by symbols because I want to know, I want to learn. I, I feel energy from it. So I wrote this in my book, Occult Arcana. 
The towers are symbolic of the pillars of Solomon's temple. Boaz and Jachin represent science and philosophy, beauty and strength, the sun and the moon, Chesed, the white moon, and Geburah, the black moon. That's what you see in the depiction of Baphomet, which is not an evil, satanic symbol of witchcraft, although it can be used for that. The duplicated symbols of God and the Zohar, active and passive principles, and fire and water. They further represent the philosophical doctrines of Sir Francis Bacon in the study of science and philosophy and are depicted on the symbolic title page of that author's In Staratio Magna. Really famous image. The two pillars with kind of like a tapestry, a big sign, and then you see the ship sailing on the waters behind it. 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20 in the Bible. It describes that temple that is maintained through the two pillars. The two pillars maintain the structural integrity of the temple, of society, of culture, of civilization, in the macrocosm. But in the microcosm, 1 Corinthians preserves this divine and everlasting truth that bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Your body is likewise a temple. Your body is a temple. Society is a temple. The universe is a temple. And so if you consider for a moment the pyramid on the back of the one dollar bill as not being a symbol of evil and the devil and all that and all the things that you've been told and led to believe and some people really brainwashed to believe and think that if you ever suggest that it's not a symbol of the Illuminati and devil that you're working for the devil no just realistically look at it unfinished with the eye of providence at the top watching omnipresent omnipotent always there watching everything that you do ultimately that eye is you consciousness you know you're aware you're watching and this pyramid is constructed of bricks but it's unfinished because each individual brick is an individual in the collective society and when that individual participates in society and attempts to build something and work within the structure then the pyramid is further constructed If they wish to tear it down, then the structure is made chaotic and pulled down. Individually, in our lives, the same thing happens. When we work to build ourselves up, each action, each deed is a brick in the individual temple, in the individual pyramid, and when we destroy ourselves, our temple comes crumbling down. And we have those support columns that hold everything together. And if they collapse, if we kick them out, if we blow them apart, if we rip them down like Samson chained to the pillars and then pulls them apart, pulls them down, pulls them down, not apart, pulls them down, pushes them apart in some depictions, or pulls them inward if he's chained to them. Different depictions. I saw so many depictions when I was in Christian school. you know. But they're all correct. They all happen. Because it's the Word of God. They... You know, greatly misunderstood what those words and stories mean, but at least they're preserved to today. 
so we can appreciate them and understand them and apply them to things that are happening currently in the world. To understand that the pillars represent a contrast between two extremes, and if they're maintained, chaos and order, the yin and the yang, they maintain the structural integrity of the temple, of society, of culture, and of the temple of the individual. That's because your body is a temple. Your body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. Your body preserves the essence, the spirit, and the soul, the seed of emotions. It preserves that expansion, that extension of God as you are made in God's image, right? And the destruction of those towers, like the destruction of self, leads to a downward spiral of chaotic misery, pain and suffering, etc. And if we are unable to maintain an understanding of morality and virtue and dignity and decency as a result of cyclical history and cyclical civilization, it is inevitable that we move from liberty into a state of abundance and complacency and apathy and dependency and from dependency back into a state of bondage. And as I played you earlier, I'm going to play you Yuri Bezmanov again, explaining the four-step process. It takes about 20 years. It's been about 20 years almost since 9-11-2001 to destroy a nation. Demoralization, destabilization, crisis, violent overthrow of government, and of course, what we hear about every single day, the new normal. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. We'll be back. Understand what's going on around you. You are in a state of war, and you have precious little time to save yourself. which we call active measures. The first stage being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis. With a violent change of power, structure and economy, period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C. who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions. 
and uh, I'd be willing to come back at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion. So thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com. A woman in politics is like a donkey doing calculus. Come on, there are plenty of amazing women politicians. Name one. Uh, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton? Awful. How is she awful? Hates freedom. Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info Click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Power of Normal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. See, now you're infecting my memory with your memory, and I can't even remember my own life correctly. I think you are remembering okay, it. Guys, it was uh, pretty good. Guys, guys, no, no, no. Can, can we not do this? Can we not start messing with each other's memories, okay? Distorting facts, that, it, like, basically changes history. You know, it's like fake news. You know, and then all of a sudden, nobody knows what the truth is, and facts don't matter. Guys, it's a slippery slope. Alex. Alex. Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. 
Understand the procedure now? Just stop a few of their machines and radios and telephones and lawnmowers. Throw them into darkness for a few hours and then sit back and watch the pattern. And this pattern is always the same? With few variations. They pick the most dangerous enemy they can find. And it's themselves. All we need to do is sit back and watch. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. This is our good friend William Sweeney, a.k.a. Payday Monsanto, an old song he did on 9-11. Haven't played it for a long time. We'll be right back. This is not a gag or a spoof. There's undisputed facts, and baby, I got proof. 9-11 truth. Building 7 fell right from the roof. If you ain't aware of that, then you must be aloof. It's obvious to the elders as well as the youth. To track down the killers, you ain't gotta be a sleuth. 9-11 gave the oligarch a big boost. Inside job, anything else is uncouth. Why else would they try to muzzle people like they did the Sybil? True. Elementary puzzle, not a complicated riddle. True. Let's get to the meat of the matter, don't try to nibble. True. Once you bite into the steak, you forsake the sizzle. You will be going to jail with no bail and a little. Your new world order will fail because it's frail in the middle. The truth will always prevail. I can never tell a tale for real because all that would be uncivil. No matter what you do, 9-11 truth. No matter what you say, 9-11 truth. Undisputed facts and baby, I got proof. 9/11 truth. Building seven fell right from the roof. If you ain't aware of that, then you must be aloof. 9/11. It's obvious to the elders as well as the youth to track down the killers. You ain't gotta be a sleuth. 9/11 gave the oligarch a big boost. Inside job, anything else is uncouth. Why else would they try to muzzle people like they did the Sybil? True. Elementary puzzle, not a complicated riddle. True. Let's get to the meat of the matter. Don't try to nibble. True. Once you bite into the steak, you forsake the sizzle. You will be going to jail with no bail and a little. Your new world order will fail because it's frail in the middle. The truth will always prevail. I can never tell a tale for real because all that would be uncivil. No matter what you do, 9-11 truth. No matter what you say. Again, I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. That's William Sweeney. A.K.A. Payday Monsanto. We've had him on the show maybe half a dozen times. All those are in the archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. He's a pretty prolific and very talented writer, musician, and artist overall. He does his own music and the beats, and he does uh, does all the writing, all the music. He's got a lot of really great music, a lot of really great songs. You can check them out if you're interested uh, on YouTube or pretty much anywhere else you can find music. Online, you'll find Payday Monsanto. A lot of people call him like a conspiracy theorist, of course. You know, people used to call me a conspiracy theorist. Now I'm just like a radio host. I don't even, I don't even know what that word means anymore. You know, do you know what I mean? I don't even know what the word conspiracy or the words conspiracy theorist even mean. Especially when I try to focus on the archetypes and the symbols and the parapolitical nature of current events and things of this of this realm. And sometimes you get people that will point out 
subjects that are esoteric or occult, but they'll do them in a very simplistic and almost a mundane way. And I've done that probably for years until I really became invested and initiated into certain levels of knowledge, not in a cult, not in a secret society, but just from reading and learning. I'll give you an example of that. One of the occult, esoteric elements of 9-11 for a lot of people was that a 9-11 card, or so they refer to it as like a 9-11 card. I think there might be multiple cards in the Illuminati card deck, card game. Remember that? And uh, one time I saw a presentation or something like that where someone, uh, and this was this was really bad. This was really, it was embarrassing for me just being interested in, in, in occultism. But this person said, they had this card and they said this was in the Illuminati card game. And it proves that 9-11 was an inside job. And I, I don't even know what the hell that means, but the card that they were showing was not from the Illuminati card game which I, I have a copy of somewhere, I think. It was actually the tower card from your tarot deck. And, uh, you know, I just, I see that, and I put my, I really do put my face in my palm, and I just shake my head. I don't know if people do that on purpose, to make a joke or to make fun of others. They're like, look, the tarot card, the tower is actually in the Illuminati card game. It's like, that that card doesn't look anything like the Illuminati card game. You know, others might point out, well, look, the tower is being blown apart by a directed energy weapon. That is a great example of what we call confirmation bias. You think that a directed energy weapon took out the tower, so that must be a DEW, not a lightning bolt, blowing off the top of the tower. Besides, the tower doesn't necessarily represent a physical tower. The tower, and especially the pinnacle of the tower in the tarot card, represents the ego that sometimes has to be obliterated, blown apart, destroyed during the process of enlightenment. So it's spiritual more so than it's physical. But the tower has many other meanings. If you glance at the tarot card, it might look like some kind of divine retribution because there's lightning bolts coming down from heaven and destroying the tower and people falling out of the tower and the tower is on fire and there's what look like debris or sparks or something is smoke coming out of the tower, right? Because the tower follows the devil card and the devil warns against temptations, materialism, the tower of Babel, Scrambling of languages. The Tower of Babel and the scrambling of languages was also a story about divine judgment and heavenly punishment. When you expand on that, the card symbolizes the unpredictability of life, of fate an act of God, or what some people refer to as destiny. That you're not prepared for it, 
and it shakes everything to the core. But despite the destruction, despite the chaos, it brings about a certain sense of order, a certain sense of benefit in the wake of the destruction. And so the Twin Towers, although it might represent one of the darkest days in American history, it might represent the worst terrorist attack in the history of the United States, maybe with the exception of Pearl Harbor, but I said one of the worst, not the worst, one of the worst in the history of the United States, perhaps one of the worst in the history of the world, not because of how many people died, but because of the symbolic nature and the power of the New York skyline and, and, and the power of, of that city as compared to any other major city in the world. Yeah, cities in China are much larger, but iconic. It's an iconic city, and it has an iconic energy. Doesn't matter where you are in the world, you probably know New York City. The destruction of those two towers and what they represented brought down one temple, two temples, another temple, a third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, etc. It destroyed something. It destroyed trust. It destroyed, in a positive way, a sense of complacency. And it allowed for an open dialogue across party lines, generally in the United States and even across borders in other countries, where there was a general sense of agreement that this is wrong, something needs to be done in retaliation for this. But, of course, there was clearly a planned, well-organized series of events that led up to what happened on 9-11. And so it's not so much organic chaos, it's not so much an act of God, or unpredictable fate. It's a result of planning and meticulous, malicious organization order that brings about chaos that will then bring about more order by those who are organizing the chaos. Because the chaos that's organized strips the confidence and the strength temporarily the logic, the reason, the beauty from the average person who then turns their attention to the powerfuls, the forces, the elites, leaders, whatever you want to call them, who demand support to advance their agenda. That's why a lot of people still refer to it as a problem-reaction-solution, right? You have a solution that you would like to propose so you have a problem that you create, get the reaction you want, and then you offer the solution. And you had people across party lines. It seemed kind of like a beautiful thing. Americans coming together and recognizing we're all really one. We're just one big country, one big melting pot. And we need to do something about this. So whatever you need to do, George Bush... Bomb whoever you need to bomb. It's okay with us as Americans. We want revenge. And that's where a lot of people were led astray. You wanted revenge before you ever figured out who or what was responsible. 
Ultimately, though there are many, many authors who have written great books on this subject, exposing countless names involved, from David Icke's Alice in Wonderland book to Jim Mars's The Terror Conspiracy and so many others, Before you even figured out who was responsible, you gave power to people that you thought would protect you when so many of them were the very ones that carried out those atrocious acts to traumatize you and convince you that giving them more power would allow them to stop future attacks. Fear, trauma, terror... The same kinds of fears and terrors and traumas that are inflicted upon us today, in 2020, demoralizing us that we shouldn't shake hands or have sex or communicate or go out or be around more than a few people at a time or within six feet of each other and we should wear masks to destroy and erode our individuality and trust in other people because they could be sick even if they don't have symptoms, even if they are wearing a mask demoralized, destabilized with joblessness, homelessness, people that can't pay their bills, even with government assistance, massive layoffs, shutdowns, lockdowns, quarantines, building to a crisis inflamed by the media that has led to violence and the onset of what seems like a civil conflict, All things within a well-organized, well-oiled system of gears and mechanisms that lead us to a period of normalization. And this is a smaller cycle this year in 2020 as a larger cycle completes since 2001, 9-11-2001 to 9-11-2020 today. or yesterday, depending on when you're listening. We were demoralized. We came together as a result of trillions of dollars spent and thousands of lives lost, millions of other lives lost, cultures destroyed and raped, land destroyed and raped, resources destroyed and raped, This isn't a critique of capitalism. That's not capitalism. That's imperialism. That's authoritarianism. That's the big brother government and all the schmucks that Yuri Bezmenov warned about. Process that took about 20 years to demoralize, destabilize, create crisis, and to normalize. Once again, within that cycle. And so when you see the tower come down, It represents fate, it represents destiny, but although it's destroyed, some of it still remains. Slightly, your path is altered. It opens the door for a new path. If it happens by the hand of God, by divine judgment, by divine action, then it's a natural organic path that we can accept If it is an inorganic chaos, it breeds order for some and chaos for the rest of us as we sink and spiral and spin 
into a state of dependency and into a state of bondage. As the historian and professor from Scotland, Alexander Teitler, wrote in 1787, society, civilization progresses over hundreds of years towards this sequence of events from bondage to spiritual faith, spiritual faith to great courage, courage to liberty, liberty to abundance, abundance to complacency, complacency to apathy, apathy to dependence, and dependence right back into bondage. And so when those towers came down, the sun and the moon fell. Beauty and strength, logic and reason were destroyed. Science and philosophy eradicated. And like 1 Corinthians says, your body is a temple. Your body is the microcosm. Those towers held up the macrocosm when it fell. All those individual bricks fell with it. And rather than building ourselves up as individuals to rebuild collectively in the name of creation and God and all things that are good, so many of us were tricked into building up in the name of hatred and revenge. And as a result of decadence and apathy and complacency, it has led us to a truly predictable fate. One of both inorganic and organic chaos, having so many of us given in to the darkness, tricked by the deceiver, thinking that we were doing what was right. And almost 20 years later in 2020, from massive fires to civil unrest and insurrection to attempted coups against a sitting elected president, We have a situation where the United States of America seems as if it is on the verge of collapsing into a third world state, which will have to be authorized by the United Nations for peace and stability, for a safe and stable, for a safe and secure society. But it's not all negative because the collapsing of those towers also opened up new doors, new opportunities, and showed people that even in the most chaotic, disorganized, natural or otherwise times, there's much to be learned and much to be enlightened with and upon. Movements were built and people learned things and grew. And an intellectual resistance grew to that darkness. It's not new, it's not unique, it's just part of the cycles of history. And one place you can start to rebuild is in your heart and in your soul. It's the individual with every brick that you lay, every step that you take. The eye of providence will be watching you, because that eye of providence is you. You are always watching. You know what is right. Even when nobody else is watching, even when nobody else is looking. So, first and foremost, you take care of yourself. If you have family or friends, you take care of yourself. You take responsibility. You clean up your own life. And that constructs the individual temple that, as a brick, can be inserted into the larger temple 
so that we can rebuild the temple together in the name of something that is good, in the name of something that is structurally stable and beneficial and equitable to all people. Not just in name, but in actual action and accomplishment and opportunity. Not in the end scenario of what equitability has become, where everybody is the same in the end. No, you get the same opportunity. What you do with it is up to you. You get the same bodily temple. What you do with it is up to you. You go through the same crisis, but how you react to it is up to you. And that's what it's all about. It's up to you. Personal responsibility. That's what I talk about so much here on the show, and that's what I think is the foundation for all of our temples. Responsibility. Preserving beauty and strength, preserving logic and reason, preserving science and philosophy, preserving the seen and the unseen, preserving the normal and the paranormal and the abnormal, preserving chaos and order, the yin and the yang, the male and the female, the masculine and the feminine, preserving all things that are good and within balance, within a reasonable, logical, balanced, unified manner, as the magician and the alchemist does, preserving the bad, preserving the darkness, and preserving the light. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. Thank you all so much for listening tonight, right here on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. On our website, you can find all of my books, including Occult Arcana. You can also find the subscription there for the archive. You get access to the archive, the montages, and you get access to my books there on the website in digital form when you're a subscriber. Otherwise, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and rdgable at yahoo.com. The music tonight by Tycho, by Home, and by Kevin McLeod which is royalty-free music on IncomTech.com. Big shout-out to all of our listeners, named or otherwise, all throughout the world, from Japan to Australia to Canada to the United States, down to Mexico and South America. All over the world, you're listening. You're tuning in. But I'm tuning in to you. I'm listening to you. rdgable at yahoo.com. Let us know what you think. Stay safe and stay informed. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Have a nice weekend. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. 
along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, mythology to alchemy, check out Ryan Gable's book, Occult Arcana, with hundreds of beautiful images. If you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic packs made in the entertainment industry, check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. And if you want a practical look at food, lifestyle, and ingredients, even those in your pet food. With free solutions to better health, check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and order yours today. It supports The Secret Teachings, you, and The Fringe FM. We've heard your feedback loud and clear. You called it out, and now we're answering. All new live programming, five nights a week. Always remember, The Fringe FM is for you, the listener, and we appreciate your feedback. Keep the feedback coming. You can email us at talkback at thefringe.fm, call the station at 501-777-5631, or send us a message on Facebook at The Fringe FM. You tune into this show at your own risk because it leads to a state of mind, not a perception it will be, but one that is. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. The analysis offered on this show is objective, removed from the emotional hysteria of the hive mind collective mob of coercive persuasion, the polar divisions in politics and religion, and those that exist in the paranormal, occult, and even in health. By simple observation and common sense, one may decipher the news speak doublespeak, and propaganda of ideological collectives intent on persuading the individual to abandon liberty through coercion and fear. On this show, we will speak to your heart and soul, opening a channel to spirit. And when you tune into this frequency, you are hearing The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on The Fringe FM, with a full archive at thesecretteachings.info. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present, and future all co coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true re reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening.
You are listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, where you can catch the secret teachings with Ryan Gable five nights a week after Lighting the Void with Joe Rube. <laughs> 